Hi, you are listening to a special episode of ISP, the official Institute of English Studies podcast channel with me, Bartosz Rutostański. And the first reason why this episode is so special is that for the first time since February 2020, we are back in our Hoja studio to make this program. So right now I'm again sitting with my guests at one table, face to face in the center of British Studies common room. And I'm feeling absolutely thrilled and stressed about it. The other reason why this episode is so special is my special guest, Jeanette Sautner from the Embassy of Canada. Hello, Jeanette. Good afternoon. Um, I'd like to start by thanking you for finding some time uh, in your busy schedule to meet up with me today. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, how are you enjoying springtime in Poland? Well, it seems like spring started a couple of days ago. Prior to that, it was a little bit wet and uh, yeah. and cold, but it's lovely. We love spring, summer, fall in Warsaw. It's fantastic. It can get a little dark in the winter. It can. But uh, <laughs> but regardless, we love it. Yeah. Well, it used to be better because of the snow, but these days, you know, because of the climate change, there's not enough snow in Warsaw. Not, not enough snow. No, 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 no snow. Yes, I'm very, I'm feeling very sad for me and for my kids who are very likely not be able to enjoy, uh, no, the fun in the snow in the in the future. They'll have to come to Canada. Oh, this sounds like an invitation. Thank you. Uh, okay, Jeanette Sautner is the political counselor of the Canadian Embassy in Warsaw, responsible for Poland and Belarus. Previously, Mrs. Sautner was responsible for various legal, foreign policy and consular policy issues. In Canada, Mrs. Sautner has served most often in the legal bureau covering human rights, including serving as Canada's delegation, negotiating the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, as well as humanitarian, security, and fisheries files. Overseas, she was posted to Australia and Venezuela, and Mrs. Sautner speaks English, French, Spanish, and some Polish. So, uh, Jeanette, um, I would like to begin with a silly question, because uh, for some reason, Canada seems far, far further in my consciousness, and I believe in uh, many Europeans' consciousness, than, for example, than, for example, the USA. Um, so it's very difficult to find some news regarding Canada in Polish news outlets. Uh, so my silly question is, what is going on in Canada right now? <laughs> uh, well, I would say Canada, like Poland, is coming out of the pandemic and, and maybe a bit more slowly than Poland. And so trying to grapple with the economic and social, educational consequences, what we learned about the period of time during the, the pandemic where sure. uh, there were challenges to the health system. Um, and so I think that is normal for the entire world pretty much and it certainly is the case for Canada but more more kind of recently we've had some interesting activities interesting events there was an election in my home province of Ontario that took mm -hmm. place last week um, I, I don't think the results were a large surprise the premier was uh, re-elected with a majority uh, what was what was a surprise and what was a bit disappointing, to be honest, is that there was only 40% turnout in terms of the voting public. Okay. And that is got to be a, a low. I'd have to double check in terms of numbers, but that has got to be a real low in terms Surprisingly of low. 
political turnout mm-hmm. and and disappointingly low disappointingly. uh so we'll we'll have to take a look at what happened why people didn't feel like they needed to um exercise their franchise but it, it is something i that i was i found to be concerning and and something to be looked at uh what else is happening in canada we have recently uh brought in a new bill to ban handguns in canada right. so um you know i think canada uh, Canada has a fundamentally different approach to firearms than the United States, but certainly we watch what happens in the United States. And we're also aware that sometimes uh, firearms cross the border into Canada and they pose a risk. And so the government has brought forward a bill to ban handguns, which I mm-hmm. think will be generally well received amongst the public. And what else? Uh, I'd say the last thing that's happening in Canada is something that's happening here as well, and that's Ukraine. Uh, Canada course, is very concerned about what's happened uh, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And uh, you may not be aware, but prior to February 24th, Canada had the second largest Ukrainian diaspora in the world. Really? And now it's only sec- it's third and it's second to Russia and and Poland. Mm-hmm. And so Canada has a very strong Ukrainian community that has very concerned about what's happening with the Ukrainian refugees. There's a uh, considerable interest in and a desire to help, whether that has meant uh, um, sending funds to support the humanitarian response, but also to welcome Ukrainians to Canada. There have been a number of flights to Canada from Poland to bring people all across the country, whether that's Edmonton, uh, Montreal, St. John's, Newfoundland. There's a second flight going to St. John's, Newfoundland, mm-hmm. Halifax, New Brunswick. It It is literally every part of the country right. is now preparing to receive Ukrainians. So right. that's, I would say that that would, that's what's also happening in Canada. Of, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, no, the, the last event, the, the, the war in Ukraine is actually kind of a global event that disrupts, um, Sends out ripples all across all across the world, uh, but uh, uh, I've I've never heard of the size of the and diaspora. What what kind of um, uh, community is that? I mean, um, are, are, no, wh- wh- when did they uh, arrive in in Canada? Uh, and uh, are they uh, somehow vocal about uh, the current conflict in their um, no, back home? Uh, they're very vocal. I'll start with that part of the question first. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, they're very organized and they're quite vocal um, and and organized in the sense that they've um, brought together uh, all resources within the community to send um, um, resources to Poland to provide direct support of items, but also funds, but also uh, talking to the Canadian government to you know, present the viewpoint of of uh, of how Canada can provide support in, to Ukraine. Um, in terms of w- the nature of the community, it's quite interesting, and I I do have a, a sort of a personal connection to it. So, around the turn of uh, last century, there was a, an interest in Canada in in attracting. 
um, immigrants from both Poland and and all in and Eastern Europe and also Ukraine, particularly to the prairie provinces. So uh, f- you know, uh, building up uh, farming communities, and so quite a few of the Ukrainians would have come during that period. But they've maintained their culture, and in some cases their language. And so, for instance, our deputy prime minister Christia Freeland comes from that community she speaks she speaks ukrainian she came with the prime minister in mid mid mid-march um and they visited uh, one of the reception centers and she was able to speak ukrainian with uh, with the um, women and and children that that were in the reception center so it's there's an interest um right at the highest level of government i would say and and representatives of that community okay that's that's lovely uh it's again. This, this is new to me. As I told you at the beginning, I'm just um, even though um, I attended uh, a Canadian literature course uh, many years ago um, in, when I was studying in Spain, um, and there was like like a number of f- issues raised to me. But again, no, you're talking about the Ukraine diaspora, um, so 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 large, so considerable, uh, and it's news. And it's news to me. Yeah, you mentioned the totally different approach uh, from uh, the United States of America with regards to uh, gun control. Um, did it used to be different? I mean, uh, was Canada um, kind of following its uh, southern neighbor in allowing people to uh, bear guns uh, before, or is it is it has this always been uh, a subject beyond a question in in a, in, in a sense that that it, it is beyond question? Like in, in Europe, like for, for us, it's kind of unthinkable to allow people to to, you know, to bear arms. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, fundamentally, there is a different approach, and it does go to the Constitution. In the U.S., of course, you have a constitutional yeah. right to bear arms. In Canada, you do not. Okay. Um, however. Canadians uh, do own firearms largely for hunting purposes and and for self defense in the sense of uh, um, large animals. And so, for instance, when okay. when I was a young child, we would go pick pick blueberries near my cottage, and my father always brought a rifle with us because okay. bears also like to eat blueberries, <laughs> and you don't want to meet a bear ideally um it's worse in the spring but at any time it's best to maintain a a good distance from the bears so we do have this culture where we we hunt and Mm -hmm. my father was a hunter and so we do have firearms but i think canadians understand that handguns are a different thing that you don't use that for for the purposes of hunting or, or for a practical usage to protect your, your livestock, for instance, if you're a farmer, you don't use it for that purposes and that, that really it, it, it poses a different level of threat um, to our communities. And so I think the government's response has mm-hmm. um, been largely along in to, to, to res- reflect that fact. Uh-huh. Okay, I understand. Um, all right. Um, what would you define... Uh, or identify as the most important challenge um, for Canada uh, in the foreseeable future in terms of uh, global politics, mm. global conflicts, um, global issues like climate change and uh, human rights, mass migration. No, I can... I can provide you with a longer list than that, uh, but you know, you, you know what I'm, I'm aiming at. I mean, like, mm. what's what do you think are the key issues in Canada 
um, that um, that uh, your home country uh, is going to face and must face mm. in the coming years? Well, I'd say that it's perhaps the Canadian view that we all need to face these particular issues. It's not just Canada, but um, mm-hmm. I, I can say that uh, uh, one of the key interests of Canada is is reinforcing the rules-based international order. Uh, I think it it's suits us all. It suits Canadians, it suits Poles, it suits the European Union, and and it suits uh, everyone, basically, that states will operate by a set of rules and respect those rules. I think that has been fundamentally challenged with the Russian invasion of Absolutely, Ukraine. Yes. And so the Canada is not currently on the UN Security Council, uh, but of course we follow what happens there very closely. We're quite, we are very active at the OSCE, which has, has been particularly active around what's been happening in Ukraine. Um, and we are fundamentally concerned about how the international rules-based order will respond to this. So that that's number one, I would say, from number my one. own mm-hmm. viewpoint. Sure. And it leads to number two, which is something you did mention, and that's climate change. And so all this time where we're having to um, spend a lot of political time and the political capital to reinforce the um, the unified response to Russia, which I think has been fantastic and encouraging and you know, really, one of the the nicest things to come yeah, out the the yeah. the most reassuring things is that how unified the EU, the transatlantic agreement has Absolutely, been yes, is, right. has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. However, that has meant that we've spent the last five months, say, on these issues and not dealing with climate change. That's true. And we have, uh, and, and and we know that we only have a limited amount of time to deal with climate change and to put the, the changes we need to make in order. And that time is not going to reset. It's mm-hmm. not like it's, it's uh, we're running up against uh, natural occurrences and natural uh, progression of something that we need to respond to and stop and, and try and divert to a certain extent so um that time lost is of great concern to canada to me personally but to canada as well yes indeed yeah um and no i think the the other concern is that with the um the conflict in ukraine and how much um how much effect it 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 is already having on on global uh financial markets that again, uh, my fear is that perhaps the the fight against climate change must might go backwards in the sense of uh, of the fact that uh, states might have, let's say, more serious, immediate, more immediate mm. uh, problems, um, and the money will be channeled to these issues and concerns, not not to uh, climate related issues. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you afraid of of, of that uh, in terms of Canada or, or or Europe? You know, I think when in in many ways Canada and Poland have done relatively well over the last number of years in terms of our economies. Are both strong economies, uh, good employment levels in our countries. Um, 
And, and so in, in terms of how we approach it, of course, we want to maintain that to support our standard of living and the supports we're able to give to our societies. Yes, exactly. um, but at the same time, you know, in some ways, this, this crisis has presented uh, sort of an immediate opportunity. Uh, it's up to us to further that. And by that, I'm talking in particular around energy security. I, there's a Definitely. huge push to move away from the use of Russian fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a... Or fossil fuels in general. In right? general, but mm-hmm. it will. It, I mean, I think a, a necessary corollary will move, that we will move away from Russian fossil fuels, whether uh, coal we could probably have a separate discussion on, <laughs> but certainly petroleum products. Uh, and we are going to have to find uh, new ways of um, uh, addressing our energy needs. I, I think the indeed, challenge indeed. is going to be that our it will be perhaps tempting to fall back on old methods of, of energy that are not necessarily clean they're known, they're, they're, the technology is comfortable, um, and it will take a bit, perhaps, a leap of imagination and, and, and leadership to move towards more renewable sources and finding yeah. new ways. And I, I mean, I think that the interest and the pressure is there. I, I, it's just a question of time. Okay. The mother of imagination. Imagination, Imagination, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a key, key word uh, right now in the humanities when it comes to uh, rethinking, mm. uh, for example, climate uh, climate related issues. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to less serious um, <laughs> less serious uh, subjects, um, and this subject is the uh, opening of the Canadian Studies mm. uh, at the University of Warsaw, and you have been directly involved uh, with <laughs> that. Um, so tell me uh, if it do you think it makes any sense to open Canadian Studies in Warsaw right now? Of course. of course, of course, it makes sense. <laughs> I think more so now than ever. I, I, for exactly these same reasons that we need to be mm-hmm. working together, and you, you're reflecting the fact that, particularly yeah. in Europe, there's a lack of understanding of what Canada is and what the, Canada yes, can indeed. bring to the table, and yeah. you know, and the ties that we have, and mm-hmm. so a better understanding of w- the the viewpoint that we have in in terms of bringing our discussion and our and our the strengths that we could bring mm-hmm. to. Uh, to Poland and to the to the region, I think uh, uh, Canadian studies is a great great way to start that. Okay, great, um, Jeanette. Thank you very much again for finding time to meet up with me. I hope that that uh, you no know, most of these troubles we have discussed today will get resolved in the coming months. Uh, so thanks again. Have a good day. Thank you. <laughs>